everyone, and welcome to Sorry You Went Viral. This is the podcast where we look at all the stories that have been setting social media alight over the last week or so, and the human side behind it as well. Uh, my name's Hannah. And I'm Tim. And let's go into what went viral this week. Yeah. And Hannah, do you want to kick things off? Yeah, so um, we're going to be talking about uh, a model, a model who um, has been celebrated in large part <laughs> on uh, social media. Um, for a clip of her at uh, a, a, doing a catwalk show, she, I think it was Miami Swimsuit Week, um, and she is what we would, some people would call a plus size model. Um, she's just a bit curvy, basically. And 98.7 million views um, for this clip. Now, her name is Marissa Dubois. She's 28 years old, and on, on I think it's on Twitter, she goes by the handle Reality with Riss. Um, and so generally, it was kind of like a big celebration of the fact that this beautiful woman was up there doing her thing, strutting her stuff in Miami. And I think for the for the most part, the majority of the, the, the responses were, yay for you, this is great, blah, blah, blah. It's far more realistic for the majority of people out there as well to be, to have a few sort of lumps and bumps um uh, but then there was a bit of the usual kind of like twitter backlash as well so six million people saw a tweet from uh, one man who said and i quote and we can probably bring it up now on the screen if you're watching on video and um, obesity is not healthy not natural and definitely not something we should normalize um so you know risk crazy completely crazy and she then responded back in turn and has had quite a lot of publicity um as well as a result of this yeah i mean looking at her like stunning stunning woman um and she's not obese it's ridiculous um you said it went viral um she was interviewed by cnn brazil and um you know, she says about being in a fashion industry, you've got to have a tough skin. But, you know, even on social media, it's still kind of quite a lot to take in. And uh, she started hitting back. Um, some some people thought her body was fake. Obviously, yeah, there is a big thing now of uh, you can get, you know, uplifts for all sorts of things. Um, oh, implants. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. And, you know, she posted... Go on. No, so she posted a photo of her from school saying, look, this is my name. It's like Big Booty Judy or whatever, um, you know, to show it's real. Um, I did find it quite funny. She said, um, I decided to start modelling because her dad suggested it. Now, I'm not sure <laughs> how many parents or dads would normally suggest their children to get into modelling. But, hey, she's done really well from it. Yeah. Um, what I loved as well was she started um she posted back and she called them uh, the people criticizing her incels and miserable jealous women trying to fat shame her um you know it's yeah um, and everyone... hopefully she'll she'll get quite a lot of you know pr promotion from this as well and she said she's looking forward to the opportunity to walk at new york fashion week maybe even paris and milan uh, down the line as well that would be a dream come true and i think there's definitely a lot more focus now on you know the less of the the 1990s heroin chic kind of look and mm. it's much more of kind of like a more realistic um shape and she's just out there representing that and doing you know seemingly a, a very good job of it as well um but yeah so that's a, you know a bit more of the hopefully some of the positive side of social media but also infiltrated with some of the the negative nonsense that you get as well um yeah so more on more on that those related stories later yeah, in the show. um I love this next story. Um, love Island still obviously really popular. Um, and it has lots of attractive women. 
on the show and men um but probably not the best idea if you're um in the audience you know to be caught ogling uh some of the stars of the show like uh this guy did uh, you can see on the video feed if you're watching on that um uh, he was uh this guy we don't know who he is was caught uh basically catching an eyeful should we say of Maya jammers behind on live tv and uh it was filmed by a guy called farhan and it's been seen 10 million times and then Maya Jama, then she responded as well um, with a kind of like laughing emojis as well to it. I mean, and that's had six million views in and of itself. So um, she's she's totally got in got in on the game on this. And also, we should say she's you know she is there as the presenter, and she's wearing pretty kind of like um, suggestive kind of outfit anyway. So she clearly wanted to be looked at. So I don't think she um I don't think she's sort of taking any offence at all at being ogled, as you say, by this by this young man. Although, although his the the girl next to him might be a bit upset if that's his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, that that is the danger of it. I mean, it's mostly harm harmless, but uh, yeah, I feel sorry if that was his partner um, <laughs> next to him. Um, something else that kind of got a lot of eyeballs this week. Um, you may have seen about the story about the across all the media was this bear in this Chinese zoo. People wondering if it's a human or not, and that's been covered a lot. In the media but this one this story has been less so and i love this story um this is a guy i've never heard this phrase a canine cosplayer is how i'm gonna call him a guy called toko apparently he spent believe it or not uh two million yen which is about 11 grand eleven thousand pounds on this costume that looks very much like a collie dog a lassie dog a lassie dog oh, yeah. And it's it's always been his dream to be a dog. Um, <laughs> and he has um, filmed himself for his YouTube channel. Uh, his YouTube channel is called I Want to Be an Animal, which, um, you know, pretty to the point. This video we're showing you now in the video feed got 7 million views um, last time I looked. And it's of him dressed as a collie dog and it, i'll be honest it looks really realistic um apart from he's waving his paws a little bit strangely but um looks really realistic and it's people interacting with him now look he's put out the video so it's pretty positive what we can't see is anyone freaking out by some guy dressed in a uh, up as a dog um you actually jeremy beadle or something like that but um, what I loved as well was not just about how he, um, you know, this story and, you know, whether, you know, is he, is he just a strange guy or, or, or what? But actually the human side, again, going back to this, what the whole show is about, the human side of it. He, um, he talked about uh, in an interview about how he was nervous and scared of um, going out in public in this. And um he said about how sad he was and he just says i love animals and enjoy play acting like a collie yeah and he says at one point um that you know where as a kid lots of people you want might want to be an astronaut or, or something else and he always wanted to be a dog and so when he got the opportunity and the funds to be able to do it and as you mentioned it's a lot of money we're talking about like, you know eleven thousand pounds two million yen to have this sort of custom made hyper-realistic collie suits created for him um, and he was in a position to be able to do it and he's done it and he's obviously making money off his YouTube channel he's got mm. a lot of followers a lot of views on it and everything but there has been again a negative side to it as well a lot of people saying well I mean you spend you know you, you spend 11,000 on 
on a dog suit and you know when you could be spending that on therapy <laughs> um, uh, you know, I mean maybe they've got a point but still is he's not doing anyone any harm as far as we know at least he's yeah. not doing any harm he's just enjoying himself it's his hobby as he says it's my hobby I'll carry on it makes me happy and it makes other people happy too the interesting thing about it though is that the the, the man behind to- Toko hasn't actually revealed his human identity um, mm. because he's nervous about what his um uh, I'm afraid my friends will find my hobby bizarre. So I haven't told anyone about my transformation into a dog. But uh, so, I mean, you know, hopefully now that he's kind of had quite a lot of mostly positive feedback as being Toko the dog, then hopefully um, Toko the human will also get a fair um, a fair crack of the whip as well. <laughs> Indeed. Um, next up. Now, um, I encountered this problem while um, selling, uh, clearing out my Lake Mum's house. Um, this is one of the hardest things in the world to do: is taking a photo of a mirror without your you, you appearing in it. Yeah. Um, and it's so tricky. And we can everything we can empathise with. Um, that there's an account set up on Twitter called Selling a Mirror, which celebrates some of the embarrassing, hilarious attempts uh, that we do trying to take a picture without appearing in it. Yeah. And um, this picture we're showing you on the video feed has got two million views, and I love it. It's they've gone to a real extent to try not to be in the picture, and their friends <laughs> not be in the picture. It just looks ridiculous. Um, it's hard. It must be incredibly. You know, it's really hard to to take a photo or something like that. Well, you know, yeah, as you say, we've all been there, like weird angles, trying to make sure that a you're not in it, or no, and no mm. one else is in it, but also that your home or your the environment around isn't maybe in it as well too much you don't want to give too much away about your the inside of your living room or whatever it is um so yeah you can see there the you know i, I guess it's a, a guy with his sliders there you can see him holding up the mirror and then she is just full shot obviously full length um and just studying really carefully trying to make sure that the camera's in the right place to get the full length of the mirror not realizing that she's basically put herself up for sale online <laughs> you say about um you know about thinking about where they take the photos and it is it's hard because um you know common sense would be you take the mirror out of where it is put it into a you know simple background and you know not showing off your house or your flat or whatever and um and then um you would just um take a photo but there's people who are topless taking photos or half-dressed and it's in the cupboard and it was showing you on the video now. It's just very strange. Like, it's yeah. just... <laughs> I think there's a lesson that we can all learn from this. Like, we all want to sell our mirrors or our reflective surfaces and that's fine. But maybe maybe just, just, just have a little thought about what you're wearing, where you're standing. Because even if you do end up in it, it's not the end of the world. It could just be funny. But it's definitely not going to be funny if you're there with your tits out. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. That's the the mole for today, Hannah. Um, yeah. On to the next story. Now, this just prepare yourself. This is probably the most meta story <laughs> we've dealt with on uh, the show. Let me try and explain it to you simply, and just pull me up if there's anything that you don't understand. So, there is a Twitter account by the name of Yolanda Fister, which, uh, yeah, indeed, great name, um, <laughs> and. Uh, it posted a picture of these two women in the back of a car. And on this picture, again, we're showing you on the video feed now, uh, this, the post said, I'm an Uber driver 
and I was telling my passengers about how I can't afford to feed my five children. These women then tipped me two and a half thousand pounds each for their journey, which will buy my family groceries for an entire week. I'm so grateful to these kind souls. Um, and I've never seen this account before, um, but it's popular already. So I don't know what I've been doing in the past, but it, it got picked up and then things start to get a bit more crazy. Yeah, well, because everyone started to pile in just saying, hang on a minute, two and a half thousand, five thousand dollars to feed a fa- five children in just one week. That's a thousand dollars per kid. What are you feeding your kids? So someone's saying, and, you know, so like, um, then Yolanda, uh, Yolanda Fister then replied saying, I buy my kids a rotisserie chicken each. Um, I shop at Whole Foods because I'm anti-GMO. My kids are picky eaters, so I have to throw away 60% of what I buy. And, you know, the clearly kind of like just trolling all of the people who are kind of like saying this is mental this can't be true like what on earth even like saying that he was giving my I, I feed my kids caviar um or only on wednesdays anyway it just went completely bonkers loads and loads of views i don't know how do we know how many views it got that initial um the initial picture i don't know off the top of my head i'll try and look it up and put it in yeah. the, in the post later on um it went very popular um yeah. But, and then got more so because of the meta nature of this story, which you can go into now. Yeah. So these two women, I'll be honest, I didn't know they were. Oh. But in the US, they're pretty famous. Um, Jennifer Welch and Angie Pumps Sullivan. Um, I think they're actresses in on TV shows in the US. Um, they've got their own podcast. Haven't everyone got their own podcast? Uh-huh. Uh, it's called um, I've, I've Had It, which is a great name for a podcast. Um they found out about this story, recognised themselves in this photo, obviously, and then talked about it on their podcast. Um, and turns out it was a photo from them on a trip in New York. And rather than being angry or annoyed at what was going on, they absolutely loved it. And um, they gave a real kind of glowing recommendation for Yolanda, which we can listen to now. <laughs> Yolanda Fister is fucking undefeated. Five stars. Undefeated on the World Wide Web. So as you can see, they gave uh, Yolanda this kind of like glowing praise, thought it was all brilliant, all hilarious. And they actually tried to get in touch then with Yolanda as well. And then turns out that Yolanda, Yolanda Fister responds to them saying, um, hi, I'm, I'm, tw- I'm in my 20s. I'm a gay man and I live in Scotland. <laughs> So they were like, again, just even more brilliant because I think this whole thing was they were in the taxi in New York or something like that, certainly stateside. So uh, hilarious. Just a, again, an example of how people get so sucked into just the thing that they see and think it's real when actually it was a complete kind of like parody account. <laughs> Speaking of parody accounts that uh, emanate from Scotland, uh, let's stay in Scotland then. And we're going to move on to the next part of the um, the podcast, which is what it's like to go viral. Now, many of you will have um, probably seen this tweet uh, in the last couple of days. It was an Edinburgh, Edinburgh fringe performer um, called Georgie Greer, who's got a one woman show up at the um, Edinburgh Festival. And she tweeted with a very with a picture of herself um, sort of seemingly crying or upset, basically saying um uh there was one person in my audience today uh when i performed my one woman play uh it's fine isn't it it's fine and 
Tim, talk us through some of the response that she got. Because I don't, I mean, who knows if she um, was expecting to get quite the amount of views and messages. No, I mean, Edinburgh, you hear so much how hard it is. Yes, if you're a famous comedian, of course, you'll get sellouts every night. But a one woman show in, you know, competing against many others, it must be incredibly tough and very dispiriting. But what's been so uplifting, particularly on Twitter, which, you know, gets a bad rap, you know, and we try and show that there's still good sides to Twitter, um, was just the outpouring of support from ordinary members of the public, but also some famous comedians and uh, behind the scenes people. Dara O'Brien um, said, we've all done it. Soon you'll dine out on this anecdote. Mm-hmm. And he's admitted more than once he had to buy his audience a drink as being the only ones there to say thank you. And, you know, which is lovely to hear from someone like him. Um, Jason Manford, though, uh, went one step further by recording a little video, and we can show you a clip of it right now. You know what? It's absolutely normal, A, for one person to rock up to your show, especially at the beginning of Edinburgh, and also for you to be a bit upset or annoyed or pissed off about it. That's totally fine as well. I did Edinburgh in 2004-05, and I remember the first couple of shows, first week, I think, was just oh it was such a slog and I was out in the rain and I was flying and people weren't coming and I just I got total imposter syndrome how much is this costing me what am I doing here look at all these amazing people how embarrassing that these people haven't nobody's turned up but you know what you're on the path and it's just the start that's all that's lovely that he's taking a time out to to film that reassuring words for her um what I love as well is just some of the kind of really big names in theatre and TV. Uh, Spencer Millman, who's produced some of the country's best comedy shows like TV Burp and Bo Selector over the last 20 so years, said some of the best shows, uh, he replied to us saying, some of the best shows I've seen at Fringe were when there was literally no audience. It made me connect with the performer even more. And, you know, he gave someone that very special performance. David Laveau, who, a very big uh, theatre and film director, you know, admitted he was once in a play at the Fringe. We'd had one person in the audience, but that was an improvement on the night before where they had nobody. Oh, so disappointing. Um, as, as you said, there are always, there are so many performers who are now kind of like, you know, global superstars who started off at the Fringe. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, you know, so many people who probably started off doing having maybe one person or no one in the audience so we wish her well and the good news is that because this has gone viral her initial tweet and all of the kind of like following up messages as well is that she's back on stage again today Mm. i think she's back on stage possibly as we're recording so one can only assume that she's gonna have more than one person in the audience this time so we will follow up on that and um and hopefully be able to sort of bring you some good news about a sellout Okay, finally on Sorry You Went Viral, we always do a timeline cleanser. And this one is just lovely. Um, Take a look at this. It's just, it's bottles smashing.
something just mesmerizing about that. Some people talk about like it's ASMR. I just find it curious to find out what bottle would smash or take the longest to smash. Yeah. Is it like a chili sauce bottle? I think got to the bottom <laughs> of that staircase. Um, now this um, this user TikTok user called uh, Ratcher Potes. I hope I pronounced that name correctly. Um, their video has got th- their video we're showing you has got three hundred million views. Amazing. It's been duetted by lots of people as well. And um, since June alone, that account has got thirty-seven million likes. Um, just shows again. You've got different videos of bottles and other things smashing down that staircase. Just shows you it's kind of the most inane things that captivate us on social media. <laughs> Um, and with that, we're going to end the show. Um, Tim, do you want to just let everyone know about the how they can get in touch, how they can follow us? Yeah, so you can find us on all the social channels. Uh, if you just search for Sorry You Went Viral, you'll find us there posting highlights of today's shows and links to how you can follow the content creators that we've uh, highlighted on today's show. Um, and if you want to get in touch, you can email us, sorryyouwentviral at gmail.com. Uh, That's it for this week's show. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.